0: The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com.
1: Don't let rainy days and Mondays get you down. This is the day the Lord has made, so let's be glad and rejoice in it. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadiq. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, June 19th, 2023, Monday of the 11th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one, and Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. Today is the optional memorial of St. Rameau. Rameau was born in 950 and watched his father kill a relative in a duel over property. Rameau fled to a monastery near Ravenna Some of the monks found him to be uncomfortably holy and eased him out. Rameau spent the next 30 years going about Italy, founding monasteries and hermitages. During another period of his life, Rameau suffered great spiritual dryness. One day as he was praying Psalm 31, he was given an extraordinary light and spirit which never left him. In later life, Rameau's own father became a monk, wavered, but was kept faithful by the encouragement of his son. Saint Ramon died in 1027. Saint Ramon, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus, I unite myself to your perpetual, unceasing universal sacrifice. I offer myself to you every day of my life and every moment of every day according to your most holy and adorable will. Since you have been the victim of my salvation, I wish to be the victim of your love. Accept my desire, take my offering, and graciously hear my prayer. Let me live for love of you. Let me die for love of you. Let my last heartbeat be an act of perfect love. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray that the international community may commit in a concrete way to ensuring the abolition of torture
2: St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and angel, intercede for me. What were the first Christians like? Those who lived in the first few centuries after the ascension of Jesus Christ and those who followed him under the guidance of the apostles and their successors. Those who went about carrying out their daily activities and duties in the middle of the world. St. Josemaria spoke about the first Christians by saying that each community of the faithful included people from all social levels and backgrounds. People converted to the faith of Christ, which was why joined them together. All the different professions were represented in those communities. There were doctors like Luke, lawyers like Zella, bankers like Erastus, teachers like Apollo artisans like Alexander, large and small-scale merchants, prison guards and their families, soldiers and government officials, a proconsul, Sergius Paulus, etc. There were rich and poor, slaves and free men, civilians and soldiers like Sebastian. Sometimes the ambiance of the world around them was relatively peaceful. Oftentimes, though, the world at large was quite hostile. To their Christian identity and their way of life, which challenged their immoral, unnatural and deeply pagan lifestyle. Some of the f- constant challenges which our first brothers and sisters in the faith had to face were persecutions, threats and dangers to their lives, all because of their firm adherence to their Christian vocation. Many of them died as martyrs. Lord, today. We think about the wonderful example of meekness, which these brothers and sisters of ours had left for us as a guidepost in our personal lives, in our own lives, in our current atmosphere. Nothing has changed really. Being a Christian in the middle of the world has always been always met with the challenges coming from a very hostile ideology, mentality, and culture. Jesus explained this to us today in the Gospel of the Holy Mass. Addressed the Jews what they already knew and practiced. You said to them, If heard, there was said, Eye for eye, and tooth for tooth. This phrase is known as the law of talion or the law of retaliation. For the Jews, it is based on the words in the book of Deuteronomy. Show no pity. Life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Jesus, it seems something quite basic. I mean, justice and fairness have to be practiced, no? The world at large, we often work to keep things as even and equal as possible. Children begin very early to argue what they believe something to something is not fair. If someone hurts us in some way, we are tempted to hurt them back. Suing has gone out of hand in our culture. We want... What we believe is our share. We're often tempted to decide how to act towards others according to how they act towards us. When we are wronged, our thoughts are focused on how to get even. We want them to pay for what they have done. This has become our one obsession. We see people today consumed with a desire for revenge that is so deep that this passion comes to define their whole purpose in life. Evil begets evil it becomes a perpetual course and Jesus there are countless other ways in which this law of retaliation seems to rule supreme in our world but you remind us today Jesus that your followers cannot act in this way the law of retaliation should be substituted by the law of forgiveness by the constant practice of a very demanding but necessary virtue of meekness that is a Christian way of acting and living in this very hostile world. There's no exception to this. You speak to us with your divine authority. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. But Jesus, how can I act like that? How can I do that? It's not really fair. Should I not resist an evil person with all my might, with whatever is a hand to defend myself? Or do you want me, Jesus, to just take it under the chin? and suffer the blows like a defence, defense little wimp, a weakling. Why are you telling us, Jesus, to behave like that? It simply does not seem to be fair. But, Jesus, you do not stop there. You even go further by telling us that if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone who forces you to go one mile, Go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. For Jesus, it simply does not make any sense. I do not want to be a wimp. I do not want to be a coward. I do not want to be taken advantage of by the others. Then, then, remember your words, Jesus. Learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. I also remember that passage of Isaiah about you. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and his sheep is silent before the shearers. He did not open his mouth. And yet another passage from the Sermon of the Mount. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Jesus, there seems to be something inherently good and beautiful about meekness. What is it, Lord? Well, precisely, the first Christians practiced it in their daily lives because they had discovered its inherent goodness and beauty. They always drew strength from meekness. Instead of being pushovers, the Christian witnessing in the face of a very hostile world gave them greater witness to you, Jesus, as the meek and humble one of God. The pagan world was simply amazed at such a Christian behavior. They said to the Christians, "Why don't you defend yourselves? Why do you suffer needlessly and unjustly? Why don't you retaliate?" There's a wonderful passage about the first Christians in letter to Diognetus. The Christian wrote this letter to in defence of Christian lifestyle to Diognetus, a pagan, so that he can have a better understanding of the source of the Christians' conduct, which baffled the conventional wisdom. A passage of the letter. Reads as follows Christians love all men, but all men persecute them. Condemned because they are not understood, they are put to death, but raised to life again. They live in poverty, but enrich many. They are totally destitute, but possess an abundance of everything. They suffer dishonor, but it is their glory. They are defamed, but vindicated. Blessing is their answer to abuse, deference. They response to insult. Well, Jesus, these first Christians follow in their footsteps to the letter. They stood by the dictates of their Christian conscience, and therefore they had the strength, the divine power, to take it under the chin, as you were, and not give in to vindictiveness, anger, and spirit of retaliation. Jesus, they did this because they were truly meek. They appealed to you, the meek and humble owner of God. They learn the lessons of meekness by meditating assiduously on your own examples of meekness. In doing so, they continually discover that meekness is not weakness, but the very opposite. Yes, meekness is strength, because it helped them to conquer themselves. In doing so, they are able to possess all the blessings of God. As the author of The Imitation of Christ says in Latin, Victor sui et dominus mundi, conqueror of the self, and is the master of the world. Meekness helps us to have mastery over our passions, especially that of anger, in this way gain possession of our souls. That, Jesus, is true blessing. So, as we are about to end this short minutes of dialogue with you, Jesus, I want to put into practice part of this prayer of St. Francis of Assisi as a way of Christian living whenever we are confronted with a hostile environment. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and angel, intercede for.
1: And you'll always find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at relevantradio.com and on the relevant radio app. We'll begin the liturgical day as we pray the hours in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the relevant radio app. <laughs> It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, June nineteenth, 2023. I'm Paul Sadiq. We begin this day of prayer as we join with the whole church and we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings.
3: Lord, open my lips and
1: and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your your praise. praise.
4: Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving.
3: Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor.
4: Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving.
3: O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter the King of glory.
4: Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving.
3: O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher, ancient doors, let him enter, the King of Glory.
4: Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is he, the King of Glory? He, the Lord of Armies, he is the King of Glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving.
3: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning,
4: is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving.
5: Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence.
6: Our Our God God will will be be made made manifest.
5: Manifest. He will will not come come in in silence. silence. The God of gods, the Lord, has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion's perfect beauty he shines. Our God comes. He keeps silence no longer. Before him fire devours, around him tempest rages. He calls on the heavens and the earth to witness his judgment of his people. Summon before me my people, who made covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself is the judge. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Our Our God
7: God will be be made made manifest. Manifest. He He will will not come come in silence.
5: Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Offer to God God the sacrifice of praise. Listen, my people, I will speak. Israel, I will testify against you, for I am God, your God. I accuse you. Lay the charge before you. I find no fault with your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I do not ask more bullocks from your farms, nor goats from among your herds. For I own all the beasts of the forest, beast in their thousands on my hills. I know all the birds in the sky. All that moves in the field belongs to me. Were I hungry... I would not tell you, for I own the world and all it holds. Do you think I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Pay your sacrifice of thanksgiving to God and render Him your votive offerings. Call on me in the day of distress. I will free you and you shall honor me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now,
7: and and will will be forever.
5: forever. Amen. Offer Offer to
7: God the sacrifice sacrifice, of praise.
5: I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts.
7: I I want want a loving heart more than 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 sacrifice, knowledge of of my my ways more than 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 holocausts.
5: But God says to the wicked, But how can you recite my commandments and take my covenant on your lips, you who despise my law and throw my words to the winds? You who see a thief and go with him, who throw in your lot with adulterers, who unbridle your mouth for evil and whose tongue is plotting crime, you who sit and malign your brother and slander your own mother's son, you do this. And should I keep silence? Do you think that I am like you? Mark this, you who never think of God, lest I seize you and you cannot escape. A sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and I will show God's salvation to the upright. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning,
7: is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen
8: let us pray. Father, accept us as a sacrifice of praise, so that we may go through life unburdened by sin, walking in the way of salvation, and always giving thanks to you. I I
7: want want a loving heart heart more than sacrifice, sacrifice. knowledge Knowledge of of my my ways ways more than 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 Holocausts. holocausts.
9: Listen, my people, and
7: I will speak. I am the Lord, your God.
6: A reading from the Book of Judges After Ehud's death, the Israelites again offended the Lord, so the Lord allowed them to fall into the power of the Canaanite king Jabin, who reigned in Hazor. The general of his army was Sisera, who dwelt in Harosheth Hagoim. But the Israelites cried out to the Lord, for with his nine hundred iron chariots he sorely oppressed the Israelites for twenty years. At this time, the prophetess Deborah, wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel. She used to sit under Deborah's palm tree, situated between Ramah and Bethel, in the mountain region of Ephraim, and there the Israelites came up to her for judgment. She sent and summoned Barak, son of Abinoam. From Kedesh of Naphtali. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, commands, she said to him. Go, march on Mount Tabor, and take with you ten thousand Naphtalites and Zebulanites. I will lead Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, out to you at the Wadi Kishon, together with his chariots and troops, and will deliver them into your power. But Barak answered her, If you come with me, I will go. If you do not come with me, I will not go. I will certainly go with you, she replied. But you shall not gain the glory in the expedition on which you are setting out, for the Lord will have Sisera fall in the power of a woman. So Deborah joined Barak and journeyed with him to Kedesh. Barak summoned Zebulun and Naphtali to Kedesh, and ten thousand men followed him. Deborah also went up with him. Now the Kenite Heber had detached himself from his own people, the descendants of Hobab, Moses' brother-in-law, and had pitched his tent by the terebinth of Za'ananim, which was near Kedesh. It was reported to Sisera that Barak, son of Abinoam had gone up to Mount Tabor. So Sisera assembled from Harosheth Hagoim at the Wadi Kishan, all nine hundred of his iron chariots and all his forces. Deborah then said to Barak, Be off, for this is the day on which the Lord has delivered Sisera into your power. The Lord marches before you. So Barak went down Mount Tabor, followed by his ten thousand men. And the Lord put Sisera and all his chariots and all his forces to rout before Barak. Sisera himself dismounted from his chariot and fled on foot. Barak, however, pursued the chariots and the army as far as as Haroseth Hagoim. The entire army of Sisera fell beneath the sword, not even one man surviving. Sisera, in the meantime, had fled, on foot, to the tent of Jael, wife of the Kenite Heber, since Jabin, king of Hazor, and the family of the Kenite Heber were at peace with one another. Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Come in, my lord, come in with me, do not be afraid. So he went into her tent and she covered him with a rug. He said to her, Please give me a little water to drink. I am thirsty. But she opened a jug of milk for him to drink and then covered him over. Stand at the entrance of the tent, he said to her. If anyone comes and asks, Is there someone here? Say, No. Instead, Jael, wife of Heber, got a tent peg and took a mallet in her hand. While Sisera was sound asleep, she stealthily approached him and drove the pig through his temple down into the ground so that he perished in death. Then, when Barak came in pursuit of Sisera, Jael went out to meet him and said to him, Come, I will show you the man you seek. So he went in with her and there lay Sisera dead, the tent peg through his temple. Thus, on that day, God humbled the Canaanite king Jabin before the Israelites. Their power weighed ever heavier upon him, till at length they destroyed the Canaanite king Jabin. The Word of the Lord To shame the strong, God chose the weak so that no one might boast in his presence.
8: For For his his power power is is made made perfect perfect in in weakness. weakness.
6: God chose those who were nothing at all to humble those who were everything.
8: For For his his power power is made made perfect perfect in weakness.
0: A reading from a treatise on the Lord's Prayer by St. Cyprian, Bishop and Martyr. Above all, he who preaches peace and unity did not want us to pray by ourselves in private, or for ourselves alone. We do not say, My Father, who art in heaven, nor give me this day my daily bread. It is not for himself alone that each person asks to be forgiven, not to be led into temptation, or to be delivered from evil. Rather, we pray in public, as a community, and not for one individual, but for all. For the people of God are all one. God is then the teacher of harmony, peace, and unity, and desires each of us to pray for all men, even as he bore all men in himself alone. The three young men, shut up in the furnace of fire, observed this rule of prayer. United in the bond of the Spirit, they uttered together the same prayer. The witness of Holy Scripture describes this incident for us, so that we might imitate them in our prayer. Then all three began to sing in unison, Blessing God. Even though Christ had not yet taught them to pray, Nevertheless, they spoke as with one voice. It is for this reason that their prayer was persuasive and efficacious, for their simple and spiritual prayer of peace merited the presence of the Lord. So, too, after the ascension, we find the apostles and the disciples praying together in this way. Scripture relates, They all joined together in continuous prayer with the women including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. They all join together in continuous prayer. The urgency and the unity of their prayer declares that God, who fashions a bond of unity among those who live in His home, will admit into His divine home for all eternity only those who pray in unity. My dear friends, the Lord's Prayer contains many great mysteries of our faith. In these few words, there is great spiritual strength for this summary of divine teaching contains all of our prayers and petitions. And so, the Lord commands us, pray then like this, Our Father, who art in heaven, we are new men. We have been reborn and restored to God by his grace. We have already begun to be his sons, and we can save Father. John reminds us of this. He came to his own home, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who received him, who believe in his name, He gave the power to become children of God. Profess your belief that you are sons of God by giving thanks. Call upon God, who is your Father in heaven.
9: I will proclaim your name to my brothers. And and praise praise you in in the midst of the assembly. assembly. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples, and sing psalms to you among the nations. And
7: And praise praise you you in in the midst of the assembly.
8: assembly. Let us pray. O oh God, strength of those who hope in you, graciously hear our pleas. And since without you mortal frailty can be nothing, grant us always the help of your grace, that in following your commands we may please you by our resolve and our deeds. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen.
1: In today's Gospel, coming up in just a few minutes, Jesus tells us how some old sayings don't always ring true. We'll also take a look at In Conversation with God and Pray Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On Monday of the 11th week in Ordinary Time, welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sonic And in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord continues the theme of You're Going to Have to Do Better from the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth
8: for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist one who is evil. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your coat, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to him who begs from you, and do
1: not refuse him
8: who would borrow from
1: you. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find daily and Sunday Mass readings on the relevant radio app. When you become a Christian, if you're open to the grace, it should change you completely. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from volume three, Ordinary Time. Sanctifying grace divinizes the Christian and converts him into a Son of God and a temple of the Most Holy Trinity. This likeness in being should be reflected necessarily in our work, in our thoughts, actions, and desires, in the measure in which we make progress in the ascetical struggle so that our purely human life gives way to the life of Christ. There has to be fulfilled in our souls that interior process which the words of John the Baptist indicate he must increase, but I must decrease. We have to ask our Lord to make more firm in us the aspiration to have in our hearts the same mind which was in Christ Jesus. We shall ask him to help us uproot our egoism, to cure us of thinking too much about ourselves, and to eliminate from our hearts any kind of lukewarmness. Those who boast then of bearing the name of Christian not only have to contemplate the master as the most perfect model of all virtues, but have to reproduce in their own behavior the doctrine and life of Jesus Christ in such a way that they appear like him, in the way they treat others, in their sympathy with others' sorrows, in their striving for perfection and professional work, thus imitating the thirty years of the hidden life in Nazareth, In this way, Jesus' life is repeated in the life of the Christian, in a growing likeness with him, which is gradually brought about in a marvelous way by the Holy Spirit and which will have its completion with the total identity with our Lord and union with him in heaven. But let us consider this serenely in our prayer. To achieve this identification with Christ demands a very clear orientation of the whole of our life cooperating with our Lord in the work of our own sanctification, removing obstacles in the action of the paraclete, and trying to do always what pleases God most, in such a way that we can say like Jesus, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. This correspondence with grace, which has to become a reality day by day, minute by minute, can be summarized in three main points. It involves, first of all, being docile to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit, maintaining a life of prayer in every situation through devotional practices we have determined on in the course of spiritual direction and the purposeful cultivation of a constant spirit of penance. This docility is required because the Holy Spirit is the one who presses us to adhere to the doctrine of Christ and to assimilate it in depth, giving us light to become aware of our personal vocation and the strength to fulfill all that God expects of us. The same Holy Spirit assists us in our personal interior growth and in the abundant apostolate which we have to carry out among our friends, relatives, and colleagues. A life of prayer is necessary, too, because the self-surrender, obedience, and meekness of the Christian are born of love and lead to love, and love leads to genuine concern for others and to mutual dealings, to meaningful conversation, and to friendship. The Christian life requires a constant dialogue with God, one and three, and it is to this intimacy that the Holy Spirit leads us. Union with the cross there must be also, because in the life of Christ Calvary preceded the resurrection and Pentecost, and this same process must be reproduced in the life of each Christian. So we will accept in the first place the contradictions, great and small, which come our way and offer our Lord each day many other small mortifications, through which we will unite ourselves to the cross with a sense of co-redemption purifying our life and preparing ourselves for a profound and intimate dialogue with God. Let us examine today as we end our prayer the manner in which we correspond with grace in these three points, because the development of the life of grace in us depends on this correspondence. We tell our Lord that we do not want to rest content with the standard we have already achieved in prayer, in our sense of the presence of God in sacrifice, that with His grace and the protection of Our Lady, we will not rest until we reach the goal which gives meaning to our life, complete identification with Jesus Christ. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's keep on praying. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, Come to my assistance.
7: Lord, make haste to help me.
8: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning,
6: is now, and will be forever.
9: Amen. Alleluia.
6: Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Blessed, Blessed are, are they who dwell in, dwell in your house, house, O Lord. O Lord. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord God
5: of hosts! My soul is longing and yearning, is yearning for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my soul ring out their joy to God, the living God. The
6: sparrow herself finds a home, and the swallow a nest for her brood. She lays her young by your altars, Lord of
5: hosts, my King. And my God, they are happy who dwell in your house, forever singing your praise. They are happy whose strength is in you, in whose hearts are the roads to Zion.
6: As they go through the bitter valley, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rain covers it with blessings They walk with ever-growing strength. They will
5: see the God of gods in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Turn your eyes, O God, our shield. Look on the face of your anointed. One day within
6: your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. The threshold of the house of God I prefer to the dwellings
5: of the wicked. For the Lord God is a rampart, a shield. He will give us his favor and glory. The Lord will not refuse any good to those who walk without blame. Lord God of hosts, happy the man who trusts in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and
8: will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Bless your people, Lord. You have given us the law that we may walk from strength to strength, and raise our minds to you from this valley of tears. May we receive the gifts you have gained for us.
6: Blessed Blessed are they who dwell dwell in in your house, O Lord. Lord. Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord. Come, Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord.
9: In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills.
6: All nations shall stream toward it, Many people shall come and say, Come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways, and we may walk in his paths.
9: For from Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem.
6: He shall judge between the nations, and impose terms on many peoples, They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not rise the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again.
9: O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord.
6: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now. now and will be forever. Amen. Come, Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord.
9: Sing to the Lord and bless his name.
7: Sing Sing to to the Lord Lord and bless bless his his name.
9: O sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. O sing to the Lord, bless his name.
6: Proclaim his help day by day. Tell among the nations his glory and his wonders among all the peoples.
9: The Lord is great and worthy of praise to be feared above all gods. The gods of the heathens are not.
6: It was the Lord who made the heavens. His are majesty and state and power and splendor in his holy place.
9: Give the Lord, you families of people, Give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of His name.
6: Bring an offering and enter His courts. Worship the Lord in His temple. O earth, tremble before Him.
9: Proclaim to the nations, God is King. The world He made firm in its place. He will judge the peoples in fairness.
6: Let the heavens rejoice and the earth be glad. Let the sea and all within it thunder praise. Let the land and all it bears rejoice. All the trees of the wood shout for joy at the presence of the Lord. For he comes. He comes to rule the earth. With justice he will rule the world He will judge the peoples with his truth.
9: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in the beginning, is is now, now,
6: and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen.
9: Lord, you have renewed the face of the earth. Your church throughout the world sings you a new song announcing your wonders to all. Through a virgin, you have brought forth a new birth in our world. Through your miracles, a new power. Through your suffering, a new patience. In your resurrection, a new hope. And in your ascension, new
7: majesty. Sing to the Lord and bless his name.
5: A reading from the book of James. Always speak and act as men destined for judgment under the law of freedom. Merciless is the judgment on the man who has not shown mercy, but mercy triumphs over judgment. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be be to God. God. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. Blessed Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from from age to age. His marvelous works are beyond compare. Blessed Blessed from from age to age. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
8: Blessed Blessed be the the Lord Lord, our God, God. blessed Blessed from from age age to age.
5: Blessed be the Lord our God. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has
6: raised up for us a mighty Savior,
8: Man was created to glorify God through his deeds. Let us earnestly pray. May we give glory to your name, Lord. May we we give glory to your name, Lord. Lord. We bless you, creator of all things.
5: For you have given us the goods of the earth and brought us to this day.
8: May May we we give glory glory to your name, Lord. Lord. Look with favor on us as we begin our daily work.
5: Let us be fellow workers with you.
8: May we we give give glory glory to your your name, Lord. Make our work today benefit our brothers and sisters.
5: That with them and for them we may build an earthly city pleasing to you. May May we we give give glory glory to your name,
8: Lord. Grant joy and peace to us.
5: And to all we meet this day.
8: May May we we give glory to your name, Lord. Now let us offer together. Lord God, King of heaven and earth, direct our minds and bodies throughout this day and make us holy. Keep us faithful to your law in thought, word, and deed. Be our helper now and always. Free us from sin and bring us to salvation in that kingdom where you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. 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 May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life.
7: Amen.
1: The day and the week have begun. That's a good start, I think. Always remember there's never a bad time to pray. Morning air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn patrick madrid a bit later on patrick conley with the inner life later than that and still later father rich simon i'm paul sadek i'll see you tomorrow morning 4am central or on the app go out make it a great day and live in the light of the lord
0: audio from the liturgy of the hours courtesy of divineoffice.org readings from in conversation with god courtesy of scepter publishers